Welcome to Five. Aqua JPIA staff will ask guests five questions. The five questions will focus on pooling, water, risk, HR, and leadership. Five responses with valuable information for JPI member agencies, boards, and staff. Thank you for listening. Please welcome our host and guest for today. Welcome to this episode of Five with JPIA. I'm Patricia Slavin, the Director of Human Resources and Administration here at JPIA. And first of all, I want to thank Dave Hodgen for that introduction and Cliff Diver for our bumper music. Today, I'm going to be asking five questions of Sarah Crawford, the training manager here at JPIA. As part of my team, she's responsible for all things training for JPIA and our members. And so, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you ended up here at JPIA. (laughs) Well, thank you, Patricia. It's great to be on with you all today. Um, You know, my story is kind of a testament to maintaining relationships with people that you know throughout your career. Interestingly, Patricia and I... Uh, actually worked together in the past a long time ago. We uh, worked in the financial services uh, sector, and that was back in the days of mergers and acquisitions and all of that stuff. And our uh, training team that we worked with um, at that that financial services organization ended up having downsizings and all of that, as was common in that time period. And uh, so we endured quite a bit as colleagues, but then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and enjoyed uh, building relationships with people through that, but ended up, uh, uh, you know, throughout our careers, just staying in touch. So we reminisce about that occasionally. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> Um, but flash forward 15 years, you know, I over I started out in my career in that financial services company doing uh, as a training assistant and uh, built in my career, learned how to deliver and design training. I had a bachelor's in communication. And so that kind of made logical sense. Um, And then I ended up working on my master's in HR and OD. And those topics always really interested me in how people work together. Um, I worked in training uh, departments within HR, and then I worked as a st- or I worked as a stay-at-home mom. That was probably my biggest development job there <laughs> in doing training, right? Um, as a mom of three kids, and um, have really loved that part. And then um, when my youngest was in kindergarten, about to go to kindergarten, I went back to work for the state of California okay. and worked there in a couple of different training departments as a training officer. And then as the leadership development branch chief for one of the agencies and really got a chance to get my feet wet in the leadership development realm. I had always kind of taught classes in supervisor development and that type of work, but it was a little bit different. And uh, yeah, but the commute was killing me. I was driving to downtown Sacramento from the Sierra foothills. It was about an hour each way. And that was just a killer. It was a lot of time in the car. So I missed my yeah. family. And uh, Patricia just at the right moment asked me, hey, you know, we have a position open. I don't know if you're looking. And I really wasn't. And there you go. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Five and a half years later, I uh, went through that rigorous interviewing process and uh, have really enjoyed my my job here at JPIA. 
Yes, of course. A great find in you. And it is always <laughs> interesting how things come back around and yeah. just the relationships and the the uh, lives that cross and then come back and, and here we are together again. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. So let's go on here. Um, so you probably get a lot of inquiries from districts. You work a lot with our districts, of course. So what would you say is the most frequently asked question that you receive and, and how do you respond? A lot of times people ask me, where do I get started with developing a training program with um, for my staff, you know, uh, or, you know, what, what should I be training my staff on? Um, or what do we need to be providing? And what resources do you guys have in relation to that? And what's interesting to me, you know, I came into JPIA, I hadn't worked for a Joint Powers Insurance Authority before. And, you know, you think about your own insurance company, maybe your auto insurance, which most of us probably have. And, you know, they don't provide training classes. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a unique thing. Um, so that was kind of an interesting, oh, okay, so we provide training. Well, what that's, what's that about? It's for reducing risk and claims and to protect the pool. But not only that, um, what I've been so impressed by at JPIA, it's about building um, a stronger workforce. And so I love being a part of that and that that opportunity. So people ask, you know, well, what training should we provide in the classes I teach? One of them, onboarding new staff. We talk a little more extensively about this. Um, you want to consider, you know, at the organization level, what does everyone in the organization need to know, do, and access um, and provide training in correlating to that. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not just as a new hire, it's throughout the stages of your career. Um, you may need to retrain on right. certain things as people upskill in their jobs and transfer to new things. So, um, but also not just the organization, but the team level. What do they need to know? And working better together. Sometimes we forget about that. We get really tied down to the job-specific skills, and we're thinking about those things, mm -hmm. which are super important. But we sometimes forget about how we work best together. So another thing that I think is surprising that JPIA offers is our commitment to leadership and, and our professional development program. We offer training and supervisor skills and how to develop leaders, not just, you know, the ones in the position, but the ones that are emerging that we're going right. to be a supervisor. And so in coaching and, you know, how do I write performance appraisals and how I give best feedback and some of those topics that, you know, you may, why an insurance company would provide that. But it also helps reduce the risk of litigation and employment practices claims and things. So there is, there's a definite tie and, you know, you see a lot of success in the agencies that focus on that. So um, I encourage when someone asks me, well, what do I train on? I point them to our resources about, uh, you know, Cal OSHA has very specific, you know, safety related trainings. Mm -hmm. And we have great resources on our website for that. But we also offer those other things for those other reasons. So take a look at that. Yeah. And, you know, um, statistics show when a workforce is engaged and part of that is knowing that they can receive professional development, mm -hmm. then you do see a difference in the safety that's followed and, and a lot of ancillary things mm -hmm. besides just, yeah, we're giving these skills for the next level, maybe to be a supervisor, but in their current job, then um, you see some performance that improves. So Yeah. And just to focus too, I know in, in HR and different industry, you know, we're talking about employee engagement and how employees are engaged. And when they're focused on their professional development and improvement, and we show a commitment to that, we're going to be more engaged 
as employees too. Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. it's great. All right. So of course, um, you're aware, maybe not everybody on listening to the podcast is that one of JPIA's core values is innovation. We do try to think of doing things new, different, um, come up with better solutions to what we've been doing. So tell us about maybe a change or two you've made at JPIA, um, some things you're most proud of. Yeah, so it was. I came in at a time where we had been offering webinars and doing some online training, and you know, traditionally training development had been more of a classroom experience, mm -hmm. maybe. And um, at our member water agencies, you know, you have may not have access to big <laughs> classrooms and and all of that. So um, I was hired at a time where we were looking at more customizing e-learning. And uh, some more of those opportunities, that was back in about 2016, and we had already kind of started down the path of webinars, adding more um, e-learning opportunities. So I was brought in, I started customizing some of our in-person training, turning it into e-learning format. And how timely was that, right? Flash forward yeah. a few years to yeah. who knew right? the, the pandemic is coming on and how valuable some of those resources were in, uh, in being able to continue with providing uh, training for our members. And we were able to pivot a lot of those, um, the instructor-led courses into not only um, e-learning, but also virtual instructor-led training. So I'm really proud of, of some of those opportunities we had to network with our members throughout the entire state uh, with our WebEx webinars that we did, but weren't just webinar, they were interactive where mm -hmm. you're learning from each other, being able to interact. And um, so that was great to be able to continue that. Um, and just to continue to refine, we're in, in the spirit of innovation, we're constantly refining our process for how um, our members access training, um, updating our learning management system to make it easier to access. And so we've been able to update it more recently so that's mobile friendly um, and just learning about the you know, different things of technology that we can use to make it easier for our members to access it and learn it, learn, uh, you know, the different things they need to learn for their jobs and in their industry. So, um, yeah, I think those refinements, that continuous improvement is really important. Yeah. Well, and I think it's um – we need to note that the foundation that you laid in those few years before the pandemic are what helped us really be able to pivot so quickly and right away start offering things uh, to our members. Um, we weren't behind the gun like, you know, other organizations that had just been doing in-person training that had to completely reinvent the wheel. So yeah. thank you. So kudos for that. Yeah, yeah. That, that helped us. And, and obviously that's where we are today. That's that's what we're going to be doing going forward, a lot of, a lot more of. Mm -hmm. And so we're already kind of prepared and in that lane. So mm -hmm. uh, good for us and good for our members. Yeah, I agree. So how about, you know, the next 12 months or so, Sarah, what are you excited about that um, is 
something that our members might be interested in and, and get excited about? Yeah. So I, well, now that I just said that about the e-learning, I am excited mm-hmm. to get back to in-person training. I'm yeah. cautiously sure. optimistic there and uh, really um, I'm glad to see we are seeing um, some of our classes picking up. I Data is important to me. So I was looking before we came in about an average of 11 or 12 classes a month right now. We were pre-pandemic averaging about 30 classes a month um, with our member agencies. We have risk advisors throughout the state. Patricia and I go out. Rob Greenfield, our general counsel, goes out, occasionally delivers courses to agencies on site, as well as classes we have here. So um, that was something pre-pandemic we did a lot more of, and now we are ramping back up. But as Patricia mentioned, we are just going to continue on with the success we've had in the virtual world. So continuing to offer that. Um, I am, of course, glad to be able to see our members in person and interact and have those conversations that you just are harder to do virtually. Uh, We are going to be getting back to our training conference. That is always such an amazing opportunity to network. Um, It's two days of instructor-led training, so we have multiple concurrent classes running. So we've been optimistic, hoping that we can get back to that. And uh, right now, we're in the process of scheduling that out for the fall. So fingers crossed here. (laughs) I think we're on the good track for that. Um, And so, you know, just continuing to offer uh, more and more options and curated learning. That's kind of a buzzword maybe in more of my industry in the training world, Uh but curated resources. There's so much content out there in the world, um, in the training and talent development world of great talented speakers and information. So how do you pick and choose what is the best information for my employees to learn from? And so even continuing to look at that, and we have purchased online training videos. We have them available on our website. I don't know how widely known that is, so this is a little plug for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, um, we're working on uh, adding more and more titles for that, as well as in interactive e-learning. Um, so people can access things just in time. Let's face it, that's how we learn today. Like if I need to know how to do something, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> so I uh, want to you know, provide the best that we can for our members uh, so that they know it's a, it's a solid source, a solid resource. So um, our uh, risk advisors do that in the work they've built. Um, we refer people to their online resources they're developing and their team. I've been working with them. And I love partnering with the different departments here at JPIA to get our information out. So more and more content coming and you know, mm-hmm. even things like this podcast, using technology, coming up with new ways to share the most current vital information with our members is important. So I'm excited about the opportunities we have there. And I really see what you're saying, you know, over the next 12 months, doing more of that as far as even um, internally mm-hmm. and the different departments that can offer their expertise and training. And maybe it's in little bites or little, you know, mm-hmm. videos or something that um, that you've kind of started to to foray into that field and mm-hmm. and help them be better at doing that kind of thing. And I can see that as a as a good benefit for the members to be able to get these little chunks, like you said, of of information, little bites, just as they need it. How do I fill out a claim form or how do I, you know, do this or that? So, yeah, good, exciting things to come. For sure. Thank you. And then just um, how about in the training world, are, are there trends that you're mm-hmm. seeing happening, something we may be able to utilize here 
Yeah. So I have been involved with the Association for Talent Development for many years. Um, I was a board president and, and on that uh, board locally here in California or in Sacramento area and in um, talking to colleagues of other trainers and um, talent uh, chief learning officers and so on. Um, you know, some of the trends that uh, they talk about, and you see even globally, um, a focus, of course, on technology, even uh, VR headsets for safety training. I mean, that sounds like really extreme, but, you know, my family during the pandemic, we actually purchased an Oculus and and used it for playing video games and things like oh, that. Wow. It's more mainstream. It's kind of fun. But, you know, the first time I put it on, uh, my daughter was showing me how to use it, and I'm just, immediately my brain went, oh my goodness, how am amazing would this be for training, for teaching people how to do maybe dangerous things? And um, I went to a training conference this last uh, a few months ago uh, in actually Florida, able to see firsthand how it's being used mm. already in yeah. you know some companies and in organizations you know think about firefighters being able to anticipate and how to react in fire situations so thinking how do could we apply that in the water industry I think there's a lot of potential there um, and it's expanding it's growing and how do we access that and how how can we utilize that to you know reduce mm. risk by yeah. preventative training I think there's some great applications there. I just, you know, don't know quite. I got to learn. There's a lot. We all need to learn about all of that. So that's kind of something interesting and exciting. There's also a big shift and a big discussion in the training and talent development world around social learning. And we're in it right now. I mean, how we learn and how much we communicate through social media and all of that. But there's some applications for learning. How do we learn best hmm. together? And having uh, moving from like a learning management system where you just track what people did do and what they did learn. And now it's more about an engaging platform. People can talk to each other and learn together as they go. So some interesting mm -hmm. thought there about kind of crowdsourcing learning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we've been playing around too already uh, at JPIA during the pandemic with uh, our virtual learning in sharing with each other and sharing resources, doing job um, application back on the job assignments. So there's a big mix of doing blended learning where you're learning both, you know, maybe online in a classroom online, but then you're on the job and you're applying that learning and uh, communicating back maybe on a message board or in a okay. chat or something like that. So, you know, we've been already experimenting a little bit with it and dabbling. So there's more to come with that. Um, adaptive learning is one more piece of where you start learning, uh, it measures you um, of how much your competence is on an area, and then uh, from there starts to um, you know, customizes the learning for you specifically based on what you already mm. know, and it builds on it. So there's some interesting applications for designing training there, um, and you know a lot. You know, I need to learn every day. I learn new things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, it's exciting. I think there's a lot there. And of course, just more and more content. There's just so much available. It's it's narrowing it down. So the curation I already spoke about is, is yeah. something of how to refine 
um, kind of your library. So we're looking at that. And I would say lastly, you know, there's through the pandemic, the big conversation about diversity, equity, inclu- inclusion. And I know Aqua is focusing on that in the next year. And so that's um, being applied in the training industry and looking at how accessible is learning for everybody and differently abled bodies and, and people, how do they learn and um, applying that. So, you know, and even just, you know, languages speaking, um, JPIA, we just recently, we've been acquiring Spanish titles for our learning library um, as an example, mm, just right. thinking about our different learners and focusing on them and what they need best, um, you know, providing that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing our best to, <laughs> you know, apply, apply that core value of innovation by adding new things and staying abreast of what's new in the industry. So, yeah. Well, great. It sounds like there's a lot of possibilities out there, a lot of new things we can look forward to. So thank you for your time today, Sarah. Yeah. So enjoyed hearing what's up in the training world and how we're moving forward, of course, innovating and coming up with new ideas and new ways. But always, of course, coming back to we want to have that personal touch with our members, too. We sure. want to talk with them and, and engage in that way. So. So thank you all for listening today. Uh, Look again for the next episode of Five. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Five. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review and leave a comment. Have a topic you would like to learn more about? Email us at podcast at aquajpia.com. Thank you to Cliff Diver Music for producing our music. And until next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.